Welcome to the Spiritual Scientist Podcast, where we journey through science and spirituality, modern and ancient practices, and make connections between the mind, body, and spirit for holistic healing and health. I'm your host, Sarah Fieschi, integrative nutritionist, energetics practitioner, research scientist, and the founder of Food Spirit Wellness. I am truly humbled you are joining me on this magical journey of bridging the gap between science and spirit. Hello and welcome back to the Spiritual Scientist Podcast, Tracy. It's so good to have you back today. Sarah. Mm, it's lovely to be back thank you for having yeah. me back <laughs> oh it's always a pleasure you have so much wisdom to share so mm. I would love nothing more for you to come back time and time again and be the resident yogi that shares her knowledge experience and wisdom um, on this podcast with myself as well as the listeners it's it's truly a blessing without a doubt. Um, So everyone listening, I I will welcome, I'll I'll give a short little spiel about Tracy um, Sertiara, who is a yoga teacher with a strong emphasis on the breath and utilizing breathing techniques in yoga, as well as in everyday life. And so we're going to be talking about that more today, about using the breath, breath work, which is a little bit of a buzz term, I think, at the moment. But Tracy, you let me know how you feel about that. Um, but obviously, maybe a buzz term with good reason. But talking about, yeah, using the breath that we're engaging in every day to nourish ourselves, particularly at this trickier time, to be really authentic mm. about it. It's not an easy time that we're navigating here in Australia, globally. So... Let's get stuck into this no. discussion, Tracy. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Sarah. It's a, a very important um, uh, topic, breath, and it is a bit of a buzzword. Um, I've seen lots of different breathing techniques, and I think, I think they're all pretty amazing, and they all have definite benefits. Um, absolutely. I mean, our breath is 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 always with us. It is deeply wired um, for, in, our, in our development and um, it's deeply wired into our nervous system. So, you know, when we impact or change our breath, we, we have this flood of uh, influences into other systems in our bodies and into our mind. So, um, yeah, it's, I think it's uh, right on the, the on target at the moment to be a really um, a, a positive thing to be talking about. So from my perspective um, as a yoga teacher, um, you know, pranayam techniques have become um, a, a very important resource and not just pranayam techniques, but um, being aware of how you're breathing throughout your practice is really it's just key. It's, it's not, it's not, it's not the posture comes first for me, it's the breath comes first and the movement is within the breath. Um, and, you know, I just recently did some pretty intense training with a, a 74-year-old teacher who had 40 years of experience. And fortunately, I just managed to get the last sort of six months of his teachings because he's moved back to New Zealand. So 
really sad. But, um, you know, that even, um, you know, elaborated more on the power of our breath, which I already have very strong um, emphasis on. So I'll start just, to, I'll give a little bit of information, which hopefully will support our listeners um, about the breath. So your breath is one of the most powerful resources you have available to you for enhancing your health, resiliency and well-being. And so when you are under emotional or mental stress, your breathing tends to localise in your upper chest as short, shallow, irregular breaths. So upper breath is your way of dealing with stress. By activating your sympathetic vagal nervous system, it increases cortisol hormone that increases blood sugar to provide energy necessary for you to respond to stressful events. So it's really powerful. So unfortunately, shallow chest breathing uh, is a product, it can be a product of long-term stress. And, um, and this can cause a, and produce a chronic pattern of hyperventilation, decreased respiratory sinus arrhythmia, and lowered heart rate variability. You know, these things, when this happens, this, um, it can increase your body's vulnerability to disease and can make you feel lethargic, fearful, and even depressed. So, um, you know, causing your, you to be less responsive and overly reactive to your emotions and thoughts. So fortunately, this can easily be reduced and, and supported um, to reduce stress reaction patterns by shifting to a slow, deep, rhythmic, abdominal, whole body breathing pattern. Mm. This involves all of your body's breathing muscles. Mm. Did you? Yeah. So I've got I've got a lot more information there, okay. but um, Go for you know it, you can see you can see there's there's lots of wonderful information here. So when you're breathing with um all of the muscles, it's not just in your upper chest; it's your whole body breathing, and this activates your parasympathetic nervous system. Um, and it, that supports us to go into the rest, renew and heal um, and repair system. And, and it will support us, of course, certainly, you know, overwhelming the myriad of thoughts that are going through the mind. Um, you know, it has this, you know, intense um, impact on all of the systems in the body. So, um, when we extend our exhalation, this supports the body's relaxation response and induces healing. It reduces anxiety and fear and strengthens your immune system. It supports feelings of well-being and connection to everything around you. Wow. So, um, yeah, it's, it's huge, that, isn't it? It's huge. And knowing that we... We engage in our, we, in our breath. It's breath is life, isn't it, Tracy? So 24 Absolutely. hours a day. And I love how you mentioned that the breath is one of our most powerful resources and perhaps one of the, one of the biggest ones we over, or just one of the elements that we mostly overlook. Um, okay. You know, in search of 
other elements that we can engage in that can nourish and nurture us. And there we have the breath that is connected. And it's the first the thing we do. It's the first thing we do when we come into the world. You know, yes. the baby cries as soon as yes. it takes a breath and it's the last thing we do before we die. We take our last breath. So, wow. um, yeah. you know, it's also intimately wired into um, uh, to the collective as well. So our breath can be altered just by going into an environment where you can sense stress. Um, and because it's it's intimately wired into our um, our uh, primal reflex response to survival. So you know, if we're out in the wild and we're being chased by an animal, you know, we have these varied response. We can we can run, and or we can stay in fight, or we can freeze. And the freeze response is where you animals do this all the time you'll often see it in wonderful Dave and Attenborough shows where you know the lion is chasing down a down or a deer and it just drops onto the ground and it can play dead and sometimes that works and so we do that now we don't get chased by lions very often anymore no. and we're not out in the wild but we have these same reactive responses to just say for example, being late for an appointment, um, hearing some news, um, being flooded mm. with news that's mm. of maybe what we might consider a, a negative influence over our system. So our body then starts to, you know, be concerned, just like the pandemic, for example. Um, so we can see there's all these states. So I think um, every one of us, will respond um, differently. You know, some of us go into hypervigilant, hyperactive modes. Some of us go into a collapsed state where we feel frozen and we're just unable to move. And, and some of us will just go through life or go through, move through in a very shallow way. And they're the spreads we're operating, but it's a very autonomic reactive pattern of being. And um, so that's for the same with the breath. When it goes into a stress state, it'll go into this automatic shallow breathing, actually. Um, and so therefore, we're putting all of our system under quite a lot of duress with this shallow breathing, especially if it's for a long period of time. So we want to find ways where we could stop throughout our day and reset our breathing pattern. I call it a resetting of the breathing pattern because we can stop and consciously check in and then we can consciously extend that exhalation. So when we um, also increase um, the uh, exhalation, you know, we're impacting the parasympathetic nervous system. The opposite effect happens when we inhale. So when we inhale, we actually increase oxytocin, serotonin are released. And that's the body's um, regenerative process but we need to work them together. And I think one of the, the thing that I've learned to work with, and there's loads of, of wonderful um, techniques, but one of the simplest ones is to just simply extend your exhalation. Wow. And, and that might just, just simply extend the exhalation. When you breathe out more, you will naturally breathe in more. 
So you don't have to worry about breathing in because that's an autonomic response. But breathing out is not autonomic. Actually, in fact, often we'll only just slightly breathe out. So then the little breath we breathe out, the little we breathe in. So we get into this cycle. Breath gets faster, gets more shallow. And we tend to be just using the upper third of the lungs. So we're not whole body breathing at all. Um, when we slow it down, you'll start to notice that you start getting your breath to move down into your um, stomach and lower abdomen. And that's when you start activating the diaphragm. And there's all these other wonderful mechanisms, the stomach, the, the digestive system. The diaphragm is a dome-shaped muscle which separates the lungs from the stomach. And when you breathe into the belly and activate the diaphragm, the diaphragm is gently going to push down and massage your internal organs. So you can see it's phenomenal. It sure it's is. Phenomenal. Phenomenal and yeah. so many knock-on effects. And absolutely, yes. If it was a tablet, we could take three of them a day. We'd have huge benefits, but you can't take a tablet that changes your breath. You have to actually become conscious of it. And that's where the mindfulness has to come into play. You have to become mindful. And then you've got to want to recognize or be plugged in to recognize what you're doing unconsciously and then begin to just even just subtly influence it. Um, and a lot of the time even going for a walk or just sitting by a tree or being out in nature, you know how often you just sit down and you go, ah, oh, this feels good. You know, there's an exhalation. Yes. You know, yes. there's a longer exhalation. So exhalation. Mm. we don't have to do it in a forceful way. We can do it really gradually. In fact, I think it's better if it's unforced that this is a gradual, you know, it's, it's just a gradual process of connection. Um, and I think when it's forced, it creates more stress. So if you're trying to breathe out more and pushing and forcing that, you're creating more stress. So, it's, yeah. Yes, fascinating. And it's like anything. I always like to bring back, I mean, being a, a nutritionist and working in the, in the you know, food area, Tracy, I, I, I like to talk to clients, family, friends about the fact that you could have the most eating the most balanced rainbow, you know, um, infiltrated diet um, or foods. But if you're eating it in a, if you're eating that wonderfully balanced diet in a stress state, well, the fact of the matter is the cells, your cells are not going to be um, extracting and utilizing the nutrients um, yeah. to the, 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 you know, the greatest degree. And so, um, you know, it's, it's like anything, there's so much goodness, but if there's an imbalance somewhere or there's, you know, another element that's not quite balanced or being, um, I don't know, looked after, I guess, you know, from that mm, holistic supported. perspective, yeah. supported, that there isn't yeah. going to be, um, uh, you know, all the goodness is going to be extracted from it and, and used. So if we're talking about the, well, here we're talking about our breaths and yes, we're engaging in it daily, of course. Um, and you talk about focus on the exhalation, but not in a forced way, because that can bring on stress. Do you have um, any tips for the listeners in terms of engaging in their breath? 
mm. at some point in the day, a couple of times in the day, like an easy way to work through that so they can you know, engage in their breath or become connected with their breath and check in, see where it's at and then engage in a, a longer exhalation. Play around yeah. with that experiment. Mm. Well, it, you can keep it really simple. Um, I'd just like to just, just mention one thing here that just, just popped into my head too. And one thing is that during our life, breath is never discussed about anything to anyone, really how well we breathe, quality of your breath, you know, we often can feel tightness in the chest or experience um, grief can give a lot of restriction in the chest. Um, so um, the influence of the things that we experience, but um, even if something like a car accident and, or seeing something like that, it can have a dramatic altered impact or a death um, I want to share this little, just before I go into some examples, a little story about my father who lost his father in a very, very traumatic way. And um, after dad, um, dad didn't really process the death. He was in shock. I think he was in shock. And it was not long after his my grandfather's passing that dad kept thinking he was going to have a heart attack. He couldn't breathe. And he was struggling to breathe. And he went to five different, five different heart specialists over a, about a four-month period because he just kept saying, I think I'm going to have a heart attack. And he come, I he lives in the country and he come past my house. I was just just had a little a boy at the time. So this is going back a little while. My son's about to turn 17. But I remember breastfeeding my son and I was dad was telling me about his concern. And all of a sudden I saw my dad mouth breathe he gulped a breath in and I said dad I just want you to just think about your breathing for a second and just close your mouth and just take a nice breath out through the nostrils and then take one in through the nostrils and then I just want you to feel that flow moving in and out through your nostrils nice and slowly I've got a feeling it's 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 the chest Tightness is because your mouth breathing and you're not getting enough breath into your lungs. And he did it and he listened to me just talk him through. And, and of course, you know, I'm breastfeeding. I mean, it's really, I was actually quite relaxed state. So I think my relaxed state was having an influence over him as well. And I think he rang me up a couple of days later and he said to me, I, I'm not having any of that chest pain anymore. It's mm. gone. He said, I think you're right. I was, and he was, as he was talking, he was gulping, not just, some people when they go into, and I think I described it in the earlier information, that hyperventilation type state, that you, all of a sudden, mouth breathing becomes a pattern. You gulp the air to get in to your body. Um, and you don't even realise you're doing it. So when you see someone doing that, you know that that's because, they're stressed they're just trying to get oxygen in and when we mouth breathe we're bypassing the brain as well it's the whole system that's activated through nasal breathing so that's another little important element that I wanted to touch on also mm. when we breathe in through our nostrils we um we warm the air when we breathe in through our nostrils the air is warmed we have these little hairs in our nostrils that filter the air 
And if something gets stuck up there, what do we do? We sneeze. We get a niggle in our nose. We want to blow our nose. So it's like this incredible filter system. Amazing. I mean, again, it's just the body is amazing. Yeah. It sure is. You know, I I hadn't, um, I'd sort of even forgotten about this. This is sort of my training coming out of me that I'd forgotten about that process. But so when we mouth breathe, we don't have our filter, anything's going in their germs, uh, you know, any sort of mechanisms and the throat will pick them up, but it'll get a throat infection. So anyone even with chronic throat issues would have to sometimes think about how are they breathing? Because more germs are entering the throat and that's the first line of defense that's then reacting. So if you go back to nasal breathing, you've got that filter there, that's gonna stop getting some of those you know, um, uh, bugs that might be coming into the throat, they'll, that'll, it'll stop them short before getting in there. So, you know, and then there's the whole part of the pituitary pineal, hypothalamus glands, all these glands that we have in our brain that the, 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 the um, oxygens and, and prana is flowing into, so chi in, in Chinese medicine. So, um, sorry, I just felt like I, I wanted to share that a little bit more because I think people don't realise we don't realize, and I forget myself. And I think one of the biggest things I do regularly now is I'll make myself a cup of chai or something warm and I'll often just go and sit somewhere and just reset my breathing, like a metronome. My daughter's a violinist and she's got a metronome and I just love the metronome as a um, metaphor for our breath. So just slowing down our metronome. And... Just a couple of minutes. We don't have to do this for a long period of time for it to have an impact. Um, so, yeah, keep it simple because there's a lot of complex breathing techniques. Um, I mean, if you want to focus on them, definitely learn them and have a pranayama practice. And a pranayama practice will allow you to move into a deeper meditative practice. So pranayama leads you. Yoga, the asana and the yoga practice take us into a deep meditative practice so we don't have to fight with the mind for as long if you were just to sit cold on the floor and just start meditating you know it's great to do that too because you can watch the craziness that's going on in there. there's a million things there's thoughts there's emotions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's a great sensory experience but if you're really serious about going into deeper meditative states you want to be using your asana practice to open up the lungs so that you can activate more of the whole body breathing with more ease. So you're de-armoring the tension that's also building up around the lungs. And then that's going to allow the breath to enter the lungs with more ease, with less resistance. And then slowly you're able to, to expand and extend on that practice. And then seriously, at the end of a, a 10 minute of pranayama you can go into this very deep restorative relaxation Um, and that that's always my that's where I aim to take people into that deep restorative I mean everyone's individual you won't always get there but our one hour yoga practices don't always support us to do that it takes 20 minutes for the nervous system to go into a deep restorative relaxation So for anybody that's practicing this at home, think about doing a yoga nidra that will go for 20 minutes or participating in a class that will give you around 20 minutes of yoga nidra 
uh, at the end of a yoga class because you're not, you're still getting oxytocin, you're getting good endorphins. That's working, like I said, the um, energizing part of the body. But sometimes we're using that and then not working the parasympathetic nervous system. That's that yin and our yang. Remember, we've got our yin and our yang. Yeah. So that when we move into that yin state, we're really working to that deep rest reset, um, you know, where we really go into repair mode. And then I, I've been blessed to learn from this wonderful teacher um, that I was fortunate to just, it's my first male teacher. So I've been teaching yoga for, um, Oh, about 20, 23 years now. And it's my first male teacher. Or is it 33 years? I don't know. It's getting down. It's getting up there. Yeah. And, um, and it's my first male teacher. And, you know, um, he, he really did emphasise bhavana. And bhavana's a feeling that comes that we can imbue in our breath and draw into our breath. And I love this because my very first yoga teacher used to always say, feel the movement and feel the breath. Don't just do it intellectually because I feel like yoga is such a, a perfect show thing now. We see these perfect poses, but we're missing the feeling and in the desire for perfection or for something to look a certain way. And so if we can come into bhavana, we come more out of the head state, we come more into the feeling and we can imbue a feeling of contentment, kindness and love. And you can send and infuse that in your inhalation so that that feeling can flow through your body. This is powerfully restorative and the body relaxes as you exhale. As you inhale, that prana and the feeling of contentment can expand. So, you know, this is how powerful it is and this is where we can take it. We can take it pretty, yeah. pretty powerfully uh, as, as, a, um, as a, a potent medicine. Mm, definitely. I feel like you've given us so many tips just in there. Now I can appreciate the listeners, maybe it, you know, uh, they may, um, there may be listeners that engage in yoga. So I'm sure some of what you're talking through um, you know, is resonating with the yogis um, that are listening in mm. to the podcast. Um, and I guess the potential of, of, or if they're already doing the breath work, how is it going for them or with, or how to engage you in it further. And for those um, that may not, maybe this sort of breath work or utilizing the breath in our everyday life might be a little new to them. I still feel like mm. there is so, there is, oh, there was heaps of great tips you you talked us through there, Tracy, in terms of um, nasal breathing versus mouth breathing. Mm, right? Absolutely, yeah. And moistening that air and then having that air, moistened air sort of circulate, circulate through yeah. the system, um, yeah. the way our body... And you know what? Absolutely. And highlight this for the children. Our children are under a huge amount of stress. If you see your child mouth breathing, you know sit with them our nervous system when we calm our nervous system down you are going to influence your child's nervous system just through being present through your presence you actually you if we self-regulate more 
they will get more self-regulation from us. We don't actually need to teach them anything. They'll learn from our, us by how we're responding. So if we can check in with our breath and re, sort of reset our breathing, which is going to then support and nourish our nervous system. And I, I grant you that, you know, just doing five, 10 minutes will support you. It's not going to totally reset the nervous system. It's going to bring you consciously aware to what you're doing unconsciously, which is the autonomic nervous system. You're going to breathe no matter what, because without breath, there is no life. Mm -hmm. So it is a very primal response, but it, it is influenced dramatically by lots of things that are happening around. And right now we are sort of on a hyper alert state like what's happening now we're in another lockdown what's happening another curfew we can't come out people's livelihoods um we're fearful of a virus that we have no control over there's there is a beep 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 going on all around us so if we can every now and again just come in and you know disconnect from the beep and come into the the body and and slow it down. And that's why I would really encourage people to be engaging in activities that are supporting the parasympathetic nervous system. Absolutely. Yes, stay exercising. We need to do the, that's the yang. And it will still help the nervous system, but we still wanna really, if we can, to really nourish the nervous system is to go into the deep restorative um, practices as well restorative yoga, pranayama classes, yoga nidras, um, iris techniques, which is another wonderful technique um, that I use as well. Um, there's, there's both sides are as important as each other. Um, so just for any listeners out there that are engaging in really strong physical activity, that is one way it does release stress and it's really supportive. But think about the yin as well because when we come into the yin we come into our heart come into heart connection there's a vagal nerve response that connects the heart to the brain and this is Stephen Porges polyvagal theory which I'm still really learning and digesting to understand myself um, so I know that through a yogic uh, perspective but this wonderful science is now really coming into the fore and showing us um, the scientific benefits of going into the parasympathetic nervous system and to the deep rest and restorative state um, because the heart connections there. So when your nervous system's calmed and you're present with your children, you know, we all know what it feels like to feel frazzled, tired and stressed. And we just, we react to them. We don't have the patience for them. So to move into that and then feel our heart still be present with them um, it's a really powerful resource. Mm. Wow. So much uh, goodness in there, Tracy. Um, I'm learning so much. And as we're chatting, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that my, well, apart from when I'm talking, my mouth is closed and I'm, I'm breathing through my nose. But I could feel, you know, uh, when you were talking about emphasis on the exhalation, there I was breathing out while you were talking a little longer than taking that breath in feeling my belly expand and you know, contract. So, you know, um, I've come to, you know, many of this through you, Tracy, and hence why I was so excited to have you on the podcast again to talk us through the breath. Now, mm, go on, Tracy. 
did you want me to go through a little take everyone through a little process yeah would you like to do that yeah that would be wonderful okay so if you're listening i just really encourage you to find a comfortable seated position uh sitting on a chair is absolutely fine and just be sure that you're supporting your back um so that you don't have to use a lot of resources now however it is important to check in with your posture. So if you can just slightly draw your shoulders back a little bit, just a little bit, and this just opens the front of the chest cavity so that you can get more breath into the, to the lungs. Check that your feet are comfortable and resting on the floor. And you can have your hands resting in, um, in your lap, your one hand on the other, or however you feel. It might be your hands on your thighs. And just begin to just notice what's happening in your body. So your eyes are closed. And just begin to notice your breath without making any changes at this stage. And you can begin to feel maybe the air coming in through the nostrils. And you might notice that there's a subtle sensation of coolness above the top lip as you inhale and there's a sensation of warmth and you can see how you know, you've taken that cooler air into your body and it's warmed up and then it comes out warm and just very slowly uh, as you breathe out we're going to just extend that out breath just a little bit and then begin to inhale And exhaling again, just nice and slowly. So our intention is to also just begin to slow our breathing down. And a great way to do this also is place a little pause. So at the end of your inhalation, just pause your breath just for a second and then begin to exhale, making that exhalation a little longer. Not much. Pausing again and then inhaling. Now, as you inhale on your next inhalation, start by filling up your belly and then begin to fill up the bottom of the rib cage and feel the breath expanding into the sides of the lungs and then slowly moving up into around the armpits, the upper chest, the pectoralis area under the clavicle and to the throat. And then when we exhale, we start to release the breath. And as we release the breath, we begin to bring the belly in, begin to contract the tummy muscles. And we gently push the breath out. It's a gentle pushing of the breath out. And it's slow and it's steady and it's very mindful. Get to the end of the out breath and pause. And then we start again, we inhale. And you'll find that the more you do this, the easier it will get and the longer your inhalation will become and the longer your exhalation will become. And it's just this natural process. But it's, it's hard to stay there because the mind will, will get in the way. And so it's a continual coming back, coming back. That's right. I'm breathing. I'm consciously breathing. I'm consciously filling up my lungs like it is a vessel. 
like it's a cup, right up to the top, rather than just a half a cup of water, you can have a full chest, lungs, the whole, the back. There's lots of areas that we don't access in you. And then it's the slow release again. And hopefully just through that very short time, you can feel a subtle change, just a very subtle change in your mind. All of a sudden everything just sense, you senses, sense things a little differently. Your awareness to sound uh, changes. Um, and, you know, this is, this is just a very simple practice. There's loads we can do with counting and I thread through um, a lot and I do take them into the Nadi Shodan, the different um, left, right sides of the, the nostrils and brain breathing. And um, they're a little bit more complex. Um, but that is, I think, very accessible and simple. Yeah, really. Oh, I, I personally... Um, engaging with that right now, Tracy, I feel a lot more relaxed. We were there for mm. a short time, but I feel like a sense of relaxation has washed over me. And I agree with you. I feel that's quite a simple, um, you know, breathing activity to engage in and just, you know, sort of bring yourself back to when, uh, when one feels feels they may need it throughout the day particularly at those times where there's it feels like it's a bit of a pressured time um, mm. with a lot going on and that's a great one so thank you for talking us through that Tracy you're welcome wonderful. it's a pleasure wonderful mm. Tracy. just a little touch of it but yeah oh, I look um it's a wonderful um, activity you shared with us today and so much knowledge around the breath. And again, I think there are many tips in what you've talked through today for the listeners in some way, shape or form. Um, and it may be something, an area that we, we further explore together in some way, shape or form, Tracy. Um, now, where can listeners find you? And find you and do you have... Um, anything that's coming up in your space or that you're currently doing? Um, well, I've got um, various classes, um, uh, the 90-minute classes, and most of them, well, everything's on Zoom now. So I'm accessible to anyone, anywhere. I have people in Achuca, I've even people in Sydney and overseas and all kinds of um, places so wonderful, um, wonderful. I yeah that the accessibility is really easy now but I do have um, my classes are very intuitive based so I don't I don't just have a set yin class or a hatha class or a pranayam class but pranayam I would have to say is the the biggest um, key to threading through um, if I pick up a lot of agitation, we'll do a lot more movement to just calm, help calm down, to take us into the breath, to help us go into the deep, relaxed state. Um, so there's a, a mix of Huffa, Yin, Pranayam, and Yoga Nidra and Iris techniques, which are very good for post-traumatic stress disorders. And yeah, you can find me at Heart of Yoga on www.heartofyogatracy.com. Um, yeah, so you, you can 
can contact me there. I have a Facebook page I don't use very often. I'm not great on social media and Instagram account that I can also be um, contacted on as well, um, which that's probably the one I use the most. But, um, and I also have a seated yoga class, which I absolutely, I love it. I've got older people in that class. I've got people that have maybe broken their leg or their hip or, you know, serious injuries and that's inhibited them from doing, you know, getting up and down off the floor. And, and I just love getting that group of people together um, that wouldn't normally probably have even engaged in this. And they're just, you know, 80 year old woman in that class and love it. So, um, you know, that's another seated option for people as well. Um, yeah. And the timetable's on the website as well. So, yeah. All right. Oh, that's so wonderful. Sounds like a, a lovely mix. Um, obviously, I'm in your classes. I'm in one of your classes every week. Um, and, you know, I can attest to your wonderful intuitive approach to your yoga classes where you thread in the various elements you mentioned. And for me on the other end, it's just pure goodness. I don't exactly know what you're doing, but many of the time, but I can feel <laughs> the the um how it's just spot on for the class or spot on not for the class so much I'll talk to me for myself I'm like oh it's just mm -hmm. spot on um and how you talk through with your with the you know class participants about tailoring it to us and you know there's that very tailored approach and always looking after ourselves and being very compassionate if we can't quite get to something it's not about how far you stretch, it's being present um, with a particular pose and the breath particularly. And I found that in incredibly refreshing since I've been in your on online classes this year and last year, refreshing and nourishing to me. So, um, oh, you know, I'm, it's, it's another blessing that I'm able to, to get to your classes that are online. Tracy, mm -hmm. thank you once again for being on the podcast. I would love to have you on regularly. I've mentioned that to you. Um, but, uh, look, thank you yeah, so thank much you. for talking us through um, breath work and sharing your experience okay. and wisdom That's and a lovely, simple activity our listeners can engage in and experiment with and see how they yeah. feel, you know, pre and post. Thank you. The breath activity. Thank you That's so much, awesome, Tracy. Sarah, thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, thank you. And everybody stay well. Look after your breath. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Spiritual Scientist Podcast. Until next time sending lots of light, love and nourishing wishes.